I know what the custom. Okay. Wait, they're, oh, they're in a boat right now. They're in a boat in the middle of the ocean. In the middle of the ocean. What is the custom of the sea? They I know what the custom to of talk the about sea is. The custom of the sea. Yeah, we all know what the custom okay. of the sea is. You are listening to the Dude Nature Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Dude Nature Podcast. We are back, as always, in the reactor. The carnivorous plants in here are dying. It smells a little bit, and that just means it's time to podcast. Adam. That voice you hear is Noah, and this voice you hear is Adam. Yeah, it is. For those. For those about, you're gonna finish it? about to listen. For those about to listen. We salute you. About to listen. We have two new five-star reviews. One from Green Elf Cup of the Blue Mushroom fame. And guess what, Green Elf Cup? We love Jacques Cousteau as well, and we would go in a metal tube with you to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, us Green Anytime Elf you Cup, want. Us Green Elf Cup, we're all going together because your review was amazing. Anytime you want, we will go to the bottom of the ocean. With you in a tube. Let You just let us know. We'll pick a time. Noah. They, yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for the nice re- review, Green Elf Cup, and yeah. that it meant a lot to us. Fantastic review. Nice. Thank you. Guys, if you want to leave us a review, do it so on iTunes. Or if you want to just hang out and find us, you get, we are now on Instagram at dude underscore nature. Nerd technology. On the gram. Nerd technology. So check us out there. Noah? Yeah. These are the gripes. We'll yeah, we they gripe are. to each other for 30 seconds each about something mildly irritating. So what is your gripe today? As many of you know that have listened to the last episode, I am now a 30-year-old man that can get his own groceries. And so my gripe, Adam, today is when you order groceries online and they replace some just one thing in the grocery list. The one thing that is critical. And so for me, I had chickpeas. I had nine cans of chickpeas. They replaced it with nine cans of white kidney beans. Not the same texture. Cannellini beans? Yep. Is not the same thing as a cannellini bean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, not the same texture. And so I just decided to make everything anyway. And it kind of ruined, it ruined my food in the week. Because of the cannellini beans. Because of the cannellini and not the chickpea. I mean, the effort the fuck's given to give you the things that you want on the online order, it's about zero. Parse, you know, part... Cilantro being replaced by parsley. I don't blame them. I don't blame them either. Blame I'm just, it's just the way it is. What's it your is. gripe? I have a pleasantry, actually. My slippers that you mm-hmm. see here, okay, they are $7 slippers. On the bottom of these slippers, they have a hard surface as opposed to the soft, slippery surface, yep. which means that take I can go, out. I can take the trash out with them. You can go outside for a tiny bit with these slippers on a wet outside because they have a hard bottom. Okay, personally, it doesn't matter to me with the bottom of the slipper. I never take my slippers outside because then they get grossness on them. So I think it's a little gross. Adam's gross with his slippers. Hey, no, it is game time. Yeah, it is. Okay, what do you think this movie is about? It's called Waves of Lust. It's a 1975 Italian movie. Italians having sex. Waves of lust. Oh, surfing. Italian surfing. A and young, having sex too. Surfing and sex? Like point break Italian version. Point break, but without without the, the girl in it. She was my woman, man. <laughs> we did time together. <laughs> we did time together. We did time together. Uh, a young couple is invited by a married couple over onto their yacht. There we go. The young couple has relations with the wife first. Okay, they invite the wife in. To a little fun They time. say that's how you do it. Yep. Then the old husband kills the wife out of jealousy. He's a controlling type. His wife? He kills his wife that was betting the young couple on the yacht. Because he's out of jealousy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. And then the young couple kills the husband to make it look like a scuba diving accident. So they can take his yacht and enjoy the rest of their carefree vacation. Waves of Lust. Waves of Lust. Is okay. that an American movie? This director... Other okay. movies that he directed. Yeah. He went on to do Jungle Holocaust, where a man tries to escape from a jungle island inhabited by cannibals. And, okay. And Cannibal Holocaust, a 1980s <laughs> movie, which is an inspiration for the Blair Witch Project, where a film, it's a crazy, crazy premise. A film crew goes, goes to explore some other missing film crew's disappearance in the Amazon. Yeah. And it turns out they're eaten by Warren Campbell tribes. Okay. Here's what's in this movie. An impalement scene, which I had to actually see on YouTube, which is a huge fucking mistake. Yeah, you, know you can't how, see that. You know how the scene in Bone Tomahawk has stayed with you forever? 
Yeah. This this will now stay with me forever to a new level. It's okay? more for for the people that haven't heard the episode where you describe what happens to Bone Tomahawk, give it to them in like ten seconds. Man is in prison, gets his penis chopped off, shoved in his mouth, a spike nailed through the penis mm-hmm. that's in his mouth, and then split in half. That is the movie Lengthwise. Bone. That is the movie Bone Lengthwise. Tomahawk for you. There you go. Watch or do not watch. So in this movie, there's an impalement scene. Okay. Um, there is a the impalement scene is preceded by a rape scene of the impaled woman. Oh my god. The filmmakers burn a bunch of tribespeople in a hut. They burn them alive. There's another gang rape scene after this. What movie is this? This is called Cannibal Holocaust. Why would someone ever watch this? Nineteen eighties movie. So it was done as a critique on journalistic integrity. That's what the director said. But I think he drank a little bit too much of the Kool-Aid. So what happened was... I think he just did it because he's a weird-ass motherfucker. In the RL, he was arrested for the murder of the actors by the Italian police. The the director was? The director was. He needed to get the actors on the phone to convince the police that he didn't murder them. But he went to trial. He went to a real trial for murdering people. And then he went to trial again for murdering the woman, uh, the impaled woman. Okay, but that was fiction. He didn't actually kill anyone. She was sitting on a bicycle seat, apparently, and holding a rod in her mouth. Okay, so basically, this is a director that's directed a lot of weird cannibal stuff, and yep. he's been to court for directing it, even though he didn't really do anything. He goes on to direct Cut and Run, Body Count, Phantom of Death, and he appeared as an actor in Hostel 2. What a guy. That's that's the kind of... Hostel 2 is right up this dude's alley. What do you think? If is, you were his agent, you'd be like, fucking yeah, Hostel 2, get this dude in. What do you think his basement is like? Hostel 2. I think his basement is the set of Hostel 2. What a career. What a career. Have a career. Have okay. a career. Noah, what is our topic today? <sighs> Talking about careers. Our topic today is cannibalism in the animal kingdom and humans. Adam, part usual, we have an absolutely packed episode. First, we're going to start off with sexual cannibalism. Then we're going to go to aquatic cannibalism. Then we're going to have our halftime honey. Then filial cannibalism, otherwise known as infanticide. And then we're going to end with the bad boy, human cannibalism. Donner party. Adam. Adam has 60 seconds to tell us everything we need to know to enjoy the episode about cannibalism. Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. Cannibalism was once thought as a behavior only witnessed in conditions of extreme survival like the Donner party, such as starvation or maybe in response to extreme predation to grow faster. But as we've come to understand the behavior a little bit more, it's pretty damn common in animals and maybe, maybe in humans as well. Okay. Sometimes even there is plenty to eat. A fish might feel like eating some of its babies. Even when there's plenty of food, it'll just eat the babies. Or maybe a male spider to give its offspring a better chance of survival. It'll offer himself up to his lover as a little snack. We are now starting to understand cannibalism as a natural behavior of the animal world. So in this episode, we're going to explore this phenomenon to see what we can unpack about why members of the same species would want to eat each other. And so Noah... Yes. What is our theme? Our theme for today is survival. It's a rough world out there. Sometimes you need to be a cannibal to survive. We're about to see why. Oh my God, it is. Okay. I'm going to start off sexual cannibalism. We're going to go into spiders. Okay. Particularly, Adam, the male Pennsylvania grass spider. Whoa. The reason we're talking about this, just to keep this in the back of your mind, is because these the males of this of this certain spider, they like cannibal women. They like women that are more prone to cannibalism. And I'm gonna show you the experiment that shows this and then why. Just like in Jersey Shore when they like dudes that do steroids. It's kind of the same exactly thing. why in Jersey Shore where they like certain dudes that get into fights, drink more, and do steroids is the same as the as the male Pennsylvania grass spider. Ronnie. <laughs> so before I dive into this, spiders in general, if you haven't heard our spider episode, they like the females eat the males a lot of the time. In some species, it's it's as much as 65% of all mating ends up with the female eating the male. So when the male approaches the female, he's got to do so in a really good way to not get eaten because most of the times he does get eaten. Before sexual or after sexual? Sometimes before. Actually, before he even gets to copulate, sometimes he's eaten. So they're not, because they're not very tolerant of little things on their web. No. They think it's a a little bug. No, it's called like an involuntary body action or something. Mm -hmm. So many creatures have this issue, such as scorpions as well, that they're such killers 
Then when they see a little thing moving on its web, they're just they like, all right, great, I'm going to eat it. Hammer has to hit nail. Hammer, hammer's got to hit nail. Yeah. Okay. So now back to the male Pennsylvania grass spider. These things are found across North America. They're about half an inch long and they're not harmful to humans. They don't actually dig, uh, spin a web. They dig a tunnel. They hide in it and they dash out to grab insects. Okay. They only have a three week long breeding season. A female Pennsylvania spider will be approached from somewhere between zero to three males, depending on how attractive she is. And yes, sometimes if the male does not placate her enough during courtship, she will eat him. Just because it's food right there. Yeah, because it's food right there. So at the University of Pittsburgh, they ran an experiment. What they wanted to see is if a female had already eaten a male, how how likely were males to go to go up to her? Did they avoid basically females that were prone to cannibalism? Oh, did they mark her as being Were they just like, yeah, this female <laughs> this female's like basically this female's a cannibal. I'm gonna go to the other females. Yeah. So what they did is they selected a hundred females. And they gave 50 of them a wounded male to kill and eat. So basically, if if any female... What a crazy spider lab. I know. So if, if any female spider sees like a wounded male come up to her that's not in perfect health, she'll kill him basically every time to eat him. Because she's like, this isn't even a good mate. Right. Okay. So they gave 50 of them a wounded male. So the female then killed it and ate it. Okay. That's absolutely brutal. And then they gave the other 50 crickets. What kind of spiders are these? Pennsylvania grass spider. Okay. Yeah. So we got the 50 with the cricket. Yeah. And then we got the 50 that have just eaten a male. All right. Then they took, then they took other males and they like put them in a maze where they could either go to one of the females that had just eaten one of the males. Yeah. Or they could go to one of the females that was eating crickets. (laughs) Okay. Which one do you think they went to? Well, you would think that they would avoid the cannibalistic female right right that's where you don't want to get eaten for survival you would think they'd be like these females are much more cannibalistic than these females i'm going to go to the non-cannibalistic females yeah okay well the crazy results that they saw is that lo and behold lo and behold 75 percent of the males went to the females that had just eaten a male so why the hell would the males run to the obviously cannibalistic females over what that might not have been reason number one the females that ate a male were more likely to produce a healthy egg casings after mating. So why is that? Because they have more protein. They, so the males, it, the researchers think that the males are like this crazy. Imagine being able to take like this crazy multivitamin. Yeah. That was unbelievably good for you. That's basically what the male body is like for the female. Yeah. So if she, so it's been proven that if a female in, it's been proven in a lot of spider species, but definitely in this species, if a female spider eats the male, her egg casings are going to be better and she's, they're going to hatch at a better rate. Okay. Got so, yeah, better survival. Right. Exactly. So the, the other males that are in the maze, right, they know this. So they're like, oh, now I can go to this female and I might, and I don't even have to get eaten and, and my babies still have a better chance. And so they're ready to get it on. So she's way more attractive. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm a little male spider looking for a cannibal female. Reason number two. The researchers also found that females typically ate only one male per breeding season. So not only did the males know that the females that had just eaten another male were going to have a higher chance of having better offspring and more offspring, but also that they had less chance of being eaten. Okay. Wait, why do they think that the female has a better chance of having offspring if they weren't going to get eaten? Because it doesn't the fact that they got eaten, isn't that what provides the good protein? Right. But casing? if you, if you were paying, if you were paying attention in the, in the, in the experiment, the, 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 fe- the females, son of a bitch. Yeah. The females have already eaten a male. Yeah. No, I know. Right. Also, oh, they still have the protein in them. So they have the protein in them and the males that are coming into the maze, they don't even need to get understand. eaten. No. Fucking, I know. Is that Tom Cruise? Michael Scott. That's Michael Scott? Yeah. Literally feel that way now. when I look at you. I get it now. Continue. Do you fucking get it? Yep, I get it. Okay, so this brings up a further question, Adam, for deep thinkers. <laughs> like, like me? Unlike fucking you. If cannibalism is so advantageous, 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 why don't they do it every time? So why is it only 65% of the time? Why, why aren't they getting eaten every time? Yeah. The males, okay? Jonathan Pruitt, who is the leader of the research group at the University of Pittsburgh, said that unattractive females 
who are approached by less male suitors and might on, might only be approached by one male a season. Unattractive. Yeah, they can't afford they can't afford to eat that male before he's done copulating. Why? Because if they eat him before he's done having sex with her, Adam, they might she won't be one. pregnant. They might not get anyone. That's right. Why don't they eat him after? This I'm running an experiment here to judge your attention span. Why don't they eat him after? Why don't they eat him after? Yeah. I think that I think it's either like a one or a zero kind of thing. I think if they're in the eat, if they're in eat mode, there's if they're in eat mode, there's a risk that the male will not finish ejaculating inside of her. Okay, so she's like a zero. She's like no eat. She's like no eat because this is the only one I'm gonna get. I can't. Yeah, I can't risk. I got it. I can't risk this. So anyway, Where, just, how does this apply to Sarah's love life? Our sister. I think Sarah likes to eat the male. I think that's why that's why there's been some trouble. Sarah, wait. Wait to eat Sarah, the male. Wait to eat the male just for like a couple months. Couple dates. Couple dates. Yeah. So anyway, basically to surmise this, to surmise, summarize, male male spiders like a female that has just eaten another male. And so in a male spider's eyes, a female that is more cannibalistic is very, very hot. That's amazing. Really cool. So they've proven that so males will say, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be a man. I'm gonna take take one for the survival of the species, and I'm gonna go over here. I may get eaten, but she's more likely to have better offspring. Yeah, he's like, I may get eaten by this one, but she's definitely gonna have better offspring than the other one, and that's all that I care about is passing out my genes. It's called fatherhood. It's called fatherhood. Car- called parental. Everybody remember that. Shout out Andrew Andrew Buckley. Um, Shannon Spedigrew. Absolutely. Anyway, the, the so the male. So imagine this. Okay, you got a big female, got a tiny little male named Adam. Big female named his Tinder date. Adam's on the abdomen, okay? He locates the genitals. He inserts his penis into the opening, and then he detaches it. So he can get away. He detaches it so that he can get away. Because without his penis, he's, he has much more endurance. He's much quicker. and Without his huge penis. Yeah, without his penis. And he, he needs less time to be there. So he detaches the penis, and he dips out. The cool thing is that the penis that's still inside the female or spider, it's still pumping. Okay, so it's still going. And basically, once he leaves that penis, almost 70% more sperm is going to be pumped in over the next seven hours that it's inside the female. So it's still working. So it's still working. So basically, he gets in there real fast, puts it in, detaches it, runs away. That's a great adaptation. It's a great adaptation. Um, It takes the female seven seven hours to get it out. The male's goal is to really penetrate to get the whole thing in. And then... Because if he only gets the tip in, it won't get as much sperm into her as the entire penis. Does he grow a new penis? Does he grow a new... So, the male or spider, he has two penises. Okay. So, he gets to mate a total of... Testing your understanding, Adam? Two times. Two times, right. Yep. I mean, he mates twice, and he detaches both penises. So, you got to make a real good spear, because you only got two times at it. I feel like we're doing animal sex, but really, we're doing cannibalism. Yeah, really, we're doing can- cannibalism. But I was in the animal sex mood, anyway. Yeah. I'm always who, who can resist animal sex who can when resist it comes animal up, sex, honestly. honestly? Let's talk about the male redback spider. Okay. This is my last one. Yeah. Male redback spiders are a type of black widow, notorious for being eaten by their mates. These are the spiders that have 65% of all mating, ends with ends with the male being eaten. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing about these guys is that they like being eaten. Male male redback spiders, they'll volunteer to be eaten. So while they're having sex, they'll do what researchers describe as a somersault motion, motion and they will like go into her mouth so that while they're having sex with her, I'm doing crazy hand signals. Yeah. Yeah. So while they're having sex with her, she's also chewing on them. And the reason is because when the female gets to chew on a male, she she will just kind of be still and happy. And so that he gets to have sex with her longer while he's being chewed on. Okay. So she, he gives her a little snack of his body while he's having sex with her. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. And then it kind of calms her down. And it calms so her that's down. Why, that's why she, she likes that's, it. So spiders, they eat each other because it's bit, it's really sexual in nature. It has a lot to do with sex. What do you mean? Eating each other? Spiders, spider ladies need the extra protein that the male provides. Yes. For their offspring to survive. Okay. Higher chance I, of survival. I like this to, to summarize it. Yeah. Female, female spiders eat the males because the males are like the most unbelievable nutritional snack you can have. Yeah. And that's been proven that if they eat the male, they, they're, they will have more babies and they will be healthier. That's crazy. So that's you, you sacrifice it. one member of the species to have more babies you know it's like that's one right. step backwards two steps forward kind of thing exactly okay, um cool other other creatures that honorable mentions that do sexual cannibalism uh prey mantis yeah scorpion 
And actually octopus, even Pacific octopus, the big ones in Oregon. They do that? Yeah, even octopus. There's been at aquariums, there's been like, they have like mating, you know, mating days, like media days to have the media come in and see right. the octopus. Yeah. And they have to cancel them sometimes. Because, because like a sometimes a female octopus, after she's done she's hungry. with the male, she'll put her tentacles in his gills and basically suffocate him. Oh and no. Then, yeah. Is she bigger than him? The male's usually bigger. The male actually usually kills the female. What? Yeah, sometimes. After after sex. There's a lot of killing. Why would the male the kill a female after sex? I'm not sure. Didn't look into it too much, but the octopuses have a tough time having sex and then breaking away without killing each other. Thinking and feeling creatures. You know what I mean? Maybe it's marital. It's marital issues. Oh, tough. I think them. I think it's I think it's a, a bickering a, a domestic abuse. Yeah. A bickering fight that went out of hand. Exactly. Boom. That's okay. me. That's Ann Weitzman. All right. We're going to take a quick musical break. Musical After break. the break, it is time for Jack Daniels. All right, no. Yep. It is time for the halftime honey. This is the halftime honey toast where it's we discuss and celebrate some absurd science in the news that is somehow related to our episode. So I find the story and Noah responds with his immediate thoughts. I'm excited for your one on this so, one. I'm also excited to just have some I raise Jack. my glass. Noah, what are we drinking today? Guys, listeners who we love, you know what we're drinking. Jack fucking Daniels. Jack it's fucking at dude Daniels underscore nature. Honey. Get at us. Jack Daniels, dude, thank you for the money. Nature. Thank you for all the money you've sent us. We appreciate it. Really no, appreciate it. No, we don't it. take Bitcoin. Stop. Thank you, Jack. Cold hard cash. The only thing we take. Thank you. I raise my glass to the De Wisconsin Department of Health Services that this holiday season urged people not to eat the cannibal sandwich, as is a Wisconsin holiday tradition. I'll tell you what it is after we toast. Yeah, please. Okay. No, it tastes better today. Woo! I think it went through a sour period. I do. And now it's like back I think to it, sweet. I think it aged right where it should be. I think it aged right where it should be. I think be we too. went back to the mean. We regressed to the mean. I agree. Okay, so Big Ten football and Gannibal Sandwich, Wisconsin. It's a sandwich with raw ground beef that creates lots of outbreaks in the state and makes hundreds of people sick each year. About what? Sick so from it's what? raw hamburger meat, onions, and bread. And people will eat it all the time. Raw hamburger meat? Yeah. Raw hamburger meat, onions, and bread. This is a tradition. Right. And people out there who are like, I have eaten steak tartare. This is not the same quality that that is. What, this is a tradition on what day? Uh, holidays. Christmas, New Year's. They eat a raw of. hamburger? Yeah. There's, it just, it's white bread and then a raw hamburger. Like literally go, to the, onion. Like literally go to the grocery store? For some reason, onions Wait, hold are on. must. Go to the grocery store, open up the packaging, and put a raw hamburger in the, in the hamburger? You got it. That's a cannibal sandwich. Who the fuck does this? Does everyone get sick that does this? Seems like it. I mean, yeah, you'd have to. Oh my god! I don't know. Don't fucking do it. Don't fucking eat the raw. Don't eat a cannibal don't, sandwich. Don't eat the raw cannibal sandwich. No. Yeah. What's a filial cannibalism? Okay. Filial filial cannibal cannibal. Filial cannibalism is when a species consumes all or part of the young of its own species or its immediate offspring. So basically, if your mother or father decided to eat you or eat all of your siblings, as crazy as the sound, it actually happens in mother bears, felines, primates, many species of rodents, insects, of fucking course, fish, amphibians, reptiles, and birds. So it actually happens quite a bit where the parents eat the young. Are you talking about infanticide or something else? This is filial, this is filial cannibalism. Okay. Uh, recently, a sloth bear mother at the Washington, Washington Zoo, it killed and ate two of the three of its young. Why? So that's a recent incident that's been documented. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, exactly. Why does this hor horrific thing happen? Yeah, we're going to get a little sad here. It's time for sad tone. When mammalian mothers give birth, they have to begin nursing. What is that? They have to begin nursing their infants. Something they can do only if they're healthy and well-nourished themselves. <laughs> If they need to kill one baby and eat it to save the others, they will do it without hesitation. Because they don't have enough food to feed so it? So basically, the sloth bear thinks that 
it needs to eat two of its babies to be healthy enough to hunt for the third, it'll fucking do it because the theme is survival, ladies and gentlemen. Because it can't feed all the babies. Because if it, you know, if let's say it's out there and it's weak, if it doesn't eat the two babies, it's not going to be strong enough to hunt. So they're all going to die. So it has to make a tough decision. has to make a tough decision. Okay. Really interesting to know, like, what goes through its head. I understand that we can't actually know that, but, like, what goes through its head when it's trying to make the decision? The decision-making? Well, I'm really interested. Does it actually have that ethical quandary? I think so, right? No. No thing wants to Why eat its baby. Of course not. I think it does. Okay. If one of the babies is unhealthy or deformed, the mother will typically eat it, which is the added benefit of also removing the carcass, which attracts predators when it rots. So if she knows like a baby's gonna fucking die, she'll most likely eat it. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's survival, survival, folks. Okay, hey, male. It's this is not just for the mother though. Males will also do this. In a pride of lions, typically one or two adult males father all the cubs. Yeah. So if an incoming male, incoming male, <laughs> incoming male, male, incoming male, if an. You just wanted to play that. I just it's a different tone who is podcast me, who after is, halftime, honey. Who is singing that? So if an incoming male, yeah, absolutely, oust one of the fathers that's that's already there, they will typically kill the young cubs. Um, particularly ones that the females are nursing. The reason for this is because when the females are nursing these young, they're not uh, fertile, these females. They're not in heat? They're not in heat. Okay. So as soon as the males, the new males kill the cub that they're nursing, the female will go back into heat and they can mate with them right away. Right. So they so, force them to go yeah. back. So obviously like the females really, they really defend their, their pups. They don't want this to happen. Yeah. But if it does happen, the females go back in, into heat and then they'll just mate with the male that killed their pup. Yeah, and the male wants to do it because he wants to pass on his DNA. The male wants to do it because he's like, well, I don't give a fuck about protecting this other dude's DNA. I just want to pass mine on. I don't care. It is odd. It's kind of weird for a species to develop that when they want to survive together. It's weird for a species to develop. You, you'd understand it individually. Yeah. You get it individually, but yeah, as a species, it's a little strange. And monkeys do this too, right? All the time. It's yeah. very monkey. So monkey this, yeah, it's also seen in primates. So, so exactly. Ch- chimpanzees, gorillas. Um, mainly interestingly, interestingly enough, male bonobos are one of the few great apes who have not been seen killing infants or not been seen doing an infanticide, but isn't infan- sorry to interrupt you. Does infanticide. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> I can't believe I interrupted you. No, no, go. Does infanticide have to do with cannibalism? Do they actually eat the babies after they kill them? So the killing the, the, the whole cat, right? So there's not a huge distinction, and the the reason there's not is because these animals live in the fucking wild. So, right? so if they, something's yeah. fucking freshly dead, they're gonna eat it because they have to eat to survive. Oh, okay. There's not a huge distinction between the two. Got it. Even so, I guess the distinction would be to to kill with the with the know how that you're gonna eat. Yeah. So that happens when a mother doesn't think that she can survive. Without killing one and saving the other two. Yeah, yeah. With the lions, it's not a kill to eat. It's a kill to stop another male from passing on genes. Right? Mm-hmm. But if there's a dead cub... They're going to eat it. They're fucking meat eaters. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Um. So anyway, male bonobos, they're one of the great apps who don't do infanticide. And this is because in bonobo society, females are dominant. And it makes it very risky for a male to attack a younger one because he will be killed or ostracized from the group. Um, also, in bonobos, really? they all mate with each other right. all the time. It's a sex they're, party. It's a big it's set. Bonobo they're sex very party. promiscuous, bonobos. Yeah. So one of the reasons that they are so promiscuous and that it works is that a male never knows which kid is his. So yeah. if he was going to kill a kid, he can't because it might be his right, kid. Right, right. Village of fathers. Right, village of do fathers. Chimps, do chimps do this? Chimp can't. They've evolved out of it, right? Because of this father thing. No, chimp chimpanzees do infanticide a lot. Yeah, fuck. There's actually chimps. like there was a story I read about it that makes no sense. In in a zoo where like the zoo hadn't had a baby chimp for 13 years. Do you even want me to say this? Is it is it brutal? Yeah, it's a little brutal. Of course, I want you to say okay. it. Okay, the the zoo hadn't had a a female a a baby chimp for 13 years, 
And this mother finally did, and it was super cute, and there's photos of it. Oh, no. And then the uncle, no, her brother, which makes no sense why he would do this, one day he just took the baby and, like, smashed it and, and, and killed it. And, and, like, the zookeepers have no idea why. Okay, well, maybe that was a mental, mentally challenged uncle. Maybe that survival. isn't infanticide. It's fucking survival out there, honestly. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Beware, uh, of your, beware of an uncle. Beware of the fucking uncle. Beware of your stepfathers and uncles. Honestly. Yeah. Um, all right. Adam, you know what it's fucking time for. Oh, it's time God. for why it's, the it's people the are absolute here. Banger. It's time for human cannibalism. We have buried that's the why lead. We, that's why we they buried the buried lead, the lead. Unfortunately. That's why we tuned in. We should have learned better. We might have to move this to the top because this is going to be a fucking banger. Give it to us. Okay. It's time. So let's get into human cannibalism. The yeah. reason you're listening to this episode. Absolutely the reason. Let me tell you a little story, Noah. Mm-hmm. And this story is about the custom of the sea. The what? The custom of the sea? What you say? Totally have the rights to this. Custom of the sea. Okay. Custom of the sea. Four men. Three of them very experienced sailors. (coughs) And a 31 year old captain. Can you imagine being a captain of a boat and you're our age? Cap, we're barely the captain of our own domain. Whenever I read that shit, I'm just Master like, of your own domain. It's like, what have I done? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, they set sail from Southampton, England, bound for Australia to deliver a vessel to its new owner in 1884. Okay, these were hardy seamen and their cabin boy named Richard Parker, who was 17 years old. Okay, so three veteran sailors and a cabin boy? Three veteran sailors and a cabin boy. Gotcha. So they set sail. One month later, the boat was sunk by a giant wave. And the crew escaped in the yacht's dinghy, but they found themselves in a desperate situation with only two one-pound tins of turnips that they just grabbed before the boat sank to survive on. So 12 days into their survival, they're on the dinghy with the boy. The boy gets sick from drinking seawater, which apparently isn't the worst idea, but you just don't want to drink a lot of it if you're in a survival situation. Interesting. This will be on your other podcast, Surviving with Adam. Surviving with Adam. Um... The captain and one of the other mates, they began talking about the custom of the sea. <laughs> While what's, the boy was sick, there are li- literally four of them in a little boat. I know what the custom... Okay. Wait, they're, oh, they're in a boat right now. They're in a boat. In the middle of the ocean. In the middle of the ocean. What is the custom of the sea? They I know what the custom of the fucking sea is. To talk about the custom of the sea. Yeah, we all know what the custom okay. of the sea is. And here's what happens. The boy got really sick. They stabbed the boy in the neck with a pen knife and ate his body parts. While saving the liver for the following days. Okay. Three days later, the body started to rot and they had to, fu- they had to throw it overboard. Luckily enough, 24 days after they went into the dinghy, they were saved by a passing German vessel way before Germany becomes the bad guy of the next hundred years. And they make it back. <laughs> and they make it back to Britain where they were tried for murder. Surprisingly. Really? This is a landmark legal case that's still I, in use today. Well, I'm very surprised by a lot of things. Okay. The custom of the sea. One of which being like, why didn't they just be like the dude? He didn't survive. Because uh, the captain was like an honest type. A man a man of principle. Like we don't have today. God man of value. Damn, back in the day, they were men of value. Yeah. His words mattered. God damn. Okay. And they were very honest when they got back to shore about what happened. They told the, the boy's family what happened. Oh my God. And what they had God. to do. All right. So originally public sympathy was on the side of the survivors. Even the boy's family who was represented by the eldest brother, he went to meet the guys twice and he shook their hands of the sailors, basically offering the family's forgiveness slash pardon. Okay. So if convicted, if convicted of guilty in this time, the only penalty is death for manslaughter. Yeah. There's not like all these crime and punishment levels like we have today. Okay. The bigger picture of this whole case is, is it okay to murder someone if you need to? But the kid was dying. The kid was dying, right? So is, was it okay to murder him in order to survive? Okay, and what Out of happens? necessity. So what happens is that they were eventually convicted of murder. No, but what the fuck? But not by, not by a jury of their peers. There's a special clause that got the case elevated to a panel of judges. So it's just judges and not a jury. The jury is judges. And they were convicted of murder. But a pardon came several days later. So they only got six months imprisonment. So while they were convicted, they only did six months in jail. So professor of law, Brian Simpson, has dubbed this trial, who's a professor in England, as procedurally a complete mess, in quotes. So it was really wild. But 
that standard still exists today. That if you if now if you commit murder out of necessity, it's a crime. You cannot kill someone out of necessity. Really? Right. But if you really think about it, think about how if the trial went the other way, that would have been that would be a problem. I don't see that as being a problem. Really? You don't think that a serial killer or someone could argue that they killed someone out of necessity all the time? That they killed 10 people that were innocent and not doing anything out of necessity? Maybe that was a, no, bad, maybe that was so. a bad example. But So you think it's not a crime to kill out of necessity? If they fucking need to. But you can make an argument for that so easily is, is what I worry about. I don't think so. We can move on, but I don't agree with you there. Why don't you agree with me? Tell me. Um, I think that there's nothing wrong with what they did. I don't think there's anything wrong with what they did. L- nothing. I don't see anything. They could have Sucks. they could have tried to save save the boy instead of eating him. Oh. I see. Right. So they could have made an effort to save him. Yeah, so now so now in any situation where this happens, it is a crime. It's never okay to murder someone out of necessity because of this case right here. And furthermore, like that just means people are going to be more dishonest. Do you court. recognize the name Richard Parker? No, why? It's from Life of Pi. Richard Parker is the tiger in Life of Pi. Wait, what? Yeah. Hold it on. comes from this case. So the author, Ian Martelli flipped it around. So Richard Parker is now the tiger who has the agency over life and death pretty much on the boat. Do you remember? That's why he calls the that's why he calls him Richard Parker. Yeah. We got human cannibalism connected to Life of, life pie. of pie. I never made the connection. Fuck okay. You. So some other examples of survival cannibalism. There's lots. The whale ship Essex. Do you know this one? What's a whale ship Essex? Essex. Essex. I'm not sure if it's somewhere in the Moby, Moby D. Okay. It's the inspiration for Moby D. It's a real life story of the boat that gets that got sunk by a sperm whale. Okay. Okay. Uh, it the book is called In the Heart of the Sea with the real life story, which in college we called In the Fart of the Pea because it was boring. But basically it was all about cannibalism. Then of course there's a Donner Party, yeah. right? Of California. Fame, there we go. Right? The D party. The D party. People fucking ate each other there because they had to. That's right. Okay, so survival cannibalism, it oh, happens good. a survival lot. Survival cannibalism. It happens that's a lot. That's good. That's the it, topic. Right. I like that. In war, it happens a lot too. No, that's just this one section. No, I know. Yeah. I, I get it. That's that's, that's to me. That is not the mo- that that stuff isn't that disturbing. No. Like you know, think, no. bad things happen. People have to eat each other. Fucking, it's terrible. You have to make a hard decision. You know, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I do. I do think that it is fine to eat someone if you have to. Let me just say, murder by this, but. Okay, but I think I'm murdered by necessity. I say innocent. But there's a difference between eating someone that's already died and being like, we have to eat this person and then killing someone to eat them. Yeah. So they they killed the, the boy. Nope, he was dying of sickness. He was dying, but he wasn't dead. He was going to die. He wasn't a die. corpse. He's going to die. I'm not going to, I would not want to be stranded by you. I'd be looking at you sideways. If we ever get stranded. No, no one gets stranded with me because I'm looking <laughs> at bodies. I'm sizing up meals. Okay, I'm already planning. I got a little salad on the side. Okay. Let's run it back. There's a history of people eating each other or even volunteering to be eaten for thousands of years. We're still in survival cannibalism here. No, we're moved out. Okay, where are we at now? We're at now, we're at the history of cannibalism with humans. Okay, there's- All right, so this is not just survival cannibalism. This is cultural cannibalism, if you will. Right. People have been eating each other, like I was just saying, for thousands of years. Uh Uh-huh. They've even volunteered to be eaten by other people. In 15th century Europe, there was something called mummia. What do you think mummia is just by the name? Mummia. Uh, to be mummied? To be mummified? Mummia me? Close. Okay. Mummia is brown powder that was made by grinding up human flesh, mummy's flesh, and eating it in 15th what? century Europe. Yeah. They would go to Egypt. Why? There's a whole supply chain. They go to Egypt, of mummia? Take, take the mummies, and they would grind them up into a powder, and it was used for all kinds of ailments. It was used for so many centuries that it was listed as a medical solution in the 1900s still. Mummia. Mummia. Taking a mummy and making a powder. Right. And then when they ran out of that supply from Egypt, when people started getting wise to it, they just went to go to dead bodies and grind it up into a powder. You want some? Mummia? Yeah. Put some in my chai earlier. I need some in your chai. I need you to come yeah, up. Yeah, yeah no. Fuck it. Okay, chai. keep going. Okay. So it was also used... As a validation for enslavement and colonialism, cannibalism. What I mean by that is Columbus is the one who actually came up with the word cannibal. When he first came to the Indies, he talked about the people who lived there as being Caribes. Okay. And he said to the queen that these people, they would sometimes eat each other. 
And so the queen just gave him basically omnipotent power. Oh, so he just told her that to, to, to yes. for her to be like, they're savages? Yeah, exactly. So they're savages. The queen gave him this omnipotent power, right? He returns and he just starts burning down villages and doing all the fucked up shit that colonial people did in this time. Great song. In Pokemon right? Also. And, yeah, exactly. And the word Karibe, it just gets transformed into cannibal somewhere along the line. So he's the one that started it. I see. Other examples of this, right? The Spanish conquest of the Aztec empire, labeling them as savages. For their, like, they drunk, they drank the blood of stingrays and sometimes did human sacrifices. So they could just do whatever they wanted with them because they were, quote unquote, savages, barbarians. The Maori culture in New Zealand, described by James Cook as being savage from eating some people as well, which they have, they have still, they're still pushing back on. Okay. In China, we have a different kind of cannibalism. We have human filial cannibalism, as you were talking about. So in China, in Chinese society, the infants sometimes would offer a thigh or finger flesh to their parents to cure them of sickness. Wait, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. An infant, like a, the kid would make a choice? By infant, I mean child. Yeah. The child. Because it was a common cure for sickness. The child would be like, take my finger. Take my finger and eat it so you could get better. That is fucking right? insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's brutal. Okay. In New Guinea, sometimes families, uh, someone will ask a family, their family members to eat them upon dying for rituals. Okay. Even early humans, when they look at bones of early humans being scientists, you see cuts on these bones so long ago as 600,000 years ago. Homo sapien bones from somewhere like Ethiopia, they show this as well. Caves in France have sign of cut marks on jaw bones. You know, there's just all this fucking people eating each other shit. And those cut marks indicate that they were cut, cut marks up. like a they knife. Were, they were like cut, a knife. They were cut up and eaten. They were cut up and eaten. Exactly. So people have been eating each other for a long time. And also, as you were saying, that the the animals have to get rid of the corpse because wild animals will come and eat it. Yeah. Remember when we were talking about the settlements in the West having so many deaths of people? That people would have to eat the dead just so the wolves wouldn't come and get a taste for man flesh. Right, right. You get, you get, you don't only get meat and food, but you also get to get rid of. Right. Because there's evidence that if wolves get attracted to the the male flesh, the man keep, flesh, they'll keep eat going. It, they'll keep, they'll keep wanting the man flesh. Oh, and wow. Become a, and become, I didn't know that man eater is a real term. So if and you, they'll become a man eater. So, yeah. So if you, right. Cause they have like tigers like that, that they get, exactly. a, they get a taste for man. They're like, oh, I like, so, I'm gonna yeah, hunt the Yeah, exactly. So it's like the story. Stories in Egypt of a Nile crocodile eating like 11 kids is because it's become a man eater. So it like will hunt a man. So that's why they practice that kind of cannibalism as well. We should do an episode on man eaters. We definitely should do an episode on man eaters. Okay, really quick. And I I don't want to get too gross. Can I? Yes, before I go here. I think you're probably going to talk about it. But how about modern day cannibalism, like headhunters and shit? Modern murder porn. That's the next category. Modern murder porn. Yeah, that's okay, what it's just called. just go. Here's one story that we're going to mention. Okay. Okay. Modern day cannibalism has a lot to do in modern, in Western culture with serial killers. So here's one story. Armin Mines in 2001, a German engineer, a German computer engineer. And the victim here is another computer engineer. It's not a good look for, for developers. That makes total sense. It does. So, right. Yeah. He was like yelling at him to like, you know, fix his code and like put it in the yeah, perfect like, order. And he was like, you. fuck you. I'm just going to eat you. <clears throat> in 2001. Your algorithm sucks. In, t- in 2001, Armin, he posted on a website called the Cannibal Cafe. There we go. A real website. There we go. Now non-existing, which was a forum for people with a cannibal fetish to post and find victims. That's a real fucking website that existed. Internet 1.0. That is insane. Right. <laughs> it really is. That was a real place for that was a cannibals real to post website their victims? For a community of cannibals to post for to get victims. a community of cannibals to post. So it's like a Reddit where they're like, this victim is great. And like, I have a recipe. Yeah, exactly. They so post guess, recipes on there? Yeah. So guess what? He posted an advertisement and someone answered. Okay. So here's what they did. They chopped off the victim's penis. They met together in his house in Germany. This is totally consensual. This is not forced. Nothing about this is forced. He, they ate the peni- the victim's penis. Go again from the beginning about the victim's penis. Hold on. <clears throat> the victim comes over to the house, right? Okay. He says, wow, what a nice meaty penis you have. Okay. The victim comes over to the meat eater's house. Yes. After posting on a site called Cannibal Cafe for 
It's basically a classified. So the victim wanted to be eaten. The victim wanted to be eaten. Exactly. Victim comes over. The penis gets chopped off of the victim. Okay. Both men have the penis and they're eating the penis. It's like a sexual fantasy for both of them to, to do this. You on board so far? This is awful. This is a real story. This is a real story. It happened in 2001. Okay. They're eating the penis. The penis was too chewy. So they cooked the penis, but it was too burnt. So they then fed the penis to the dog. Then Armin drew a bath for his victim because the victim was like past, he ate like 20 different sleeping pills and was passing out and in and out of con- his penis. Off. Right. Cause his penis was off. So he would is go both software engineers at the same company. No, different companies. They're both software engineers? Yes. Makes total sense. So he goes... Your kind is literally (laughs) cannibalism. Keep going. He goes into the bath. Okay. He's sitting there. He's bleeding out. And then Armin thinks about this and then just decides to kill him. And basically over the course of the next 10 months, eats 44 pounds of him before he was convicted when he posted to kill another victim on Cannibal Cafe. Wonder where they got all the evidence to convict him from. (laughs) No, it was the website that they posted <laughs> yeah, the cafe. No, he's been he has since become a vegetarian, and he thinks that there are over a thousand other cannibals in Germany alone. Is he, is he in prison? He's in prison. So he's a prison vegetarian. Right. He was not going to be in prison for life, but then they realized that he had a whole video of the entire event. They filmed a four-hour video of the penis eating, the chopping, the whole. I wonder what that is like Holy as a lawyer. To have to watch that. Shit. I this is why I cannot believe a lawyer that had to watch. I mean, that's like, you'll never unsee that in your life. And it's real. It's not it's even real. Like, it's not even like made up. You're seeing people try to eat a cooked penis. And then someone bleed out in the bathtub from their penis being chopped off. That's a fucking joke. Okay. Sorry. To end, it's not at all. Sorry to end on the murder porn. Jesus Lord. Do you, uh, fuck. Do you have anything about uh, like, uh, like modern day, like Mayans or Aztec? Modern? Didn't I, Aztecs eat the heart of shit? Yeah, I believe they did human sacrifices, right? They they at the heart of shit. How about headhunter? Like Amazon headhunter? Is that really cannibal or no? Just kind of shrink ahead. I didn't do much like uh, Brazilian eating of the. Pe- I feel like eating of the penis. When yeah. you read that, it kind of just like right. That's fucking it, right? right. You don't want to keep going, right? What I wanted to get across is that there's a lot of cannibalism. There's, there's a lot of cannibalism. Like people have been eating each other for a good amount of time. It happens. It definitely happens, and some people have a really Real desire to eat people in a and sexual And some people way. want to be vol- want to volunteer to have their penis chopped off. Yeah, exactly. That's really, really crazy. I wonder, do they garnish the penis? What would you garnish? What would you garnish salad? What would you garnish penis with? Hot dog, uh, hamburger, uh, hot dog bun. All right, we're gonna do. <laughs> That's one- fucking horrible. <laughs> we're gonna end the pod like that. <laughs> I was thinking that we should do fucking um, like the spider shit at the end. Because now we ended with cannibalism. I mean, there's not, it's, you know, people it's eating other people. It's not great. It's fucking cannibalism. It's tough. It's fucking yeah. cannibalism. It happens out there. It happens. Okay. All right. We're going to do one more break. And then after that, it's time for open kimono. Okay. I'm just like I'm just so focused on the the penis being eaten and like odd. I see why you were just like you read that and you're just like, I, what am I gonna keep going into this darkness? <laughs> I know. Like, so I'm that's like, what I'm like, done. I'm done. No, I'm fucking done. I know. I'm just like picturing it. There was other stories. I just there's just too much. Someone had to watch that videotape. Someone that wasn't them had to watch the four hour videotape to like convict them. This is the open kimono where we freely talk and discuss our final thoughts on the topic of cannibalism and we leave nothing to the imagination. So Noah, what is your open kimono for us today? I only have one thing to say for my open kimono. What is it? It's a question. Well, listener, about, listener, you, you guys know what question's coming up. If I had some human, it died of natural causes. 
They're going to die anyway, but I've got some human cooked up. Would you, Adam, and you, listener, would you eat a little piece? It died of natural causes? Natural causes. Why do you have it with you? Just don't worry about that. I have the, I have the human <laughs> with me. Depends on context, right? Everything's about I, it, context. It's all natural. No one killed the human for, the, for, for its meat. Died of natural causes. But the fact is that I've got some human steak. <laughs> okay, I've got it here with me. Yeah. And I, you know, pretty hungry. You're either going to eat it or it's going to go to waste. It's going to go to waste or we eat it. What do you say? Would you have a tiny little piece? I think I'm good. I'm good on the banned flesh unless it's a survival situation. I'm okay. I don't even want to know what it tastes like. Interesting. Okay. I think that I would try the man's flesh. <laughs> oh, <no>. Okay. <laughs> I think that I would, I would try it. It's natural causes. Jesus. That was sick. sick as long man. as it was a penis, I'd definitely try it. Uh, my open kimono is, you know, people have been eating each other for a long time. It's pretty common in the animal kingdom. I dare I say that it's a natural, a natural behavior as opposed to an artificial behavior. It's usually in response usually to... brought up in survival. It's usually in response to artificial stress. Pressure. However, culture, the virus that is culture, has maybe brought it up a little more than it should be in human society. Ancient Chinese kids giving their finger to go. their parents. Um, but yeah, not unheard of. Cannibalism. It's a real thing that happens. Watch out. Watch out for your uncles and fathers. That's what I have to say. Sarah, please don't date a cannibal. Sarah. Shout out to Sarah and her can- non cannibal boyfriends. Non cannibal boyfriends. And also, Sarah, don't eat the boyfriend. Give them some time before you decide to eat them. Shout out to the Kraken living under the ice, the rogue planets. Yeah. And shout out to the tongue eating louse. Absolutely. Where can they find us, Adam? You can find us on Instagram at dude underscore nature and on every podcast station possible. I tried. Guys. We love you. We would never eat you. We love you. We'd not we eat would you. volunteer to be eaten by you, ladies and gentlemen. We'd see you next time. We'd volunteer. Whatever whatever part of us you want. Bye.